Good morning, Joe. I'm trying to see where you're at. You look like you've been into like a 1990 decorated room. What's that, mate? Does it look that bad? Yeah, I think so. You don't? No, it's, no, it's pretty smart, mate, when you see it around, when, when you look around properly. It's uh, in Poznan, Poland, where internet is even worse than France, mate. Yeah, I can see it. You're you're like literally building blocks on my uh, screen. Can't even properly see you, but hopefully the audio quality is all right. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is terrible, mate. The internet here. I was in. Uh, I was doing a race in Syracuse, which is a, an hour outside of Poznan, and it was even worse. You literally couldn't even get free G, mate. You try and send a WhatsApp message, and they wouldn't even send. And like you know, a voice message. If if you send one on uh, WhatsApp, it was the internet was so mm-hmm. bad it wouldn't even load a voice message. Like so, you could hear it. It was would that you, bad. Would you think? Would you think then, if the internet was that bad, I would struggle living there? Yeah, it was cracking me. I was there for three days, and now we're back in civilization. And oh, also, I, guess what the coffee was like at breakfast, mate? Oh, that must be absolutely awesome. Poland is well known for the coffee, mate. You know that really crap uh, instant coffee that you get. You know the real like. What is it called? Nescafe, and you know all that well, rubbish. In, in Seches, these in these Seches. You know the one where it's all like them granules, like gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what the coffee was at mo- in the morning for breakfast. You didn't even get a cafetiere, mate. It was like that. But that's so I that's perfect that for you, isn't it? It's perfect for you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I was on the oh. breakfast tea, mate, and I never <clears throat> drink tea, but that was what I was uh, having to go for. <laughs> oh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that in uh, in a little bit, Joe. But first, uh, first, I want to uh, talk about something uh, uh, different. We've been keeping quiet about this for uh, for months, and uh, now we're absolutely done with it. Uh, Joe and I, uh, there is a, a group of people that are still after us for uh, well, Joe, go, go on in. What what happened? So basically, about in about October November time. We said something on a podcast uh, where basically Tom was going back and he was talking about a swimmer that like swims with him and he wasn't putting the effort in. And Tom said something about playing with the Barbies in a kid's pool. And we got a few complaints saying that you, you can't really say that kind of thing. And we, we accepted it. We, we apologized for it. Tom edited it out of the podcast so it couldn't offend anyone else. And uh, we thought that that was the end of it, you know, like uh, we that was in one of our earlier episodes and uh you know, we, um, we realized that we, we probably shouldn't have said something like that and thought that was the end of it. But there's about four or five people that have got like a vendetta against me and Tom. And like after that happened, they contacted a lot of our sponsors trying to cause a really big thing. Like Tom actually lost a sponsor off it and uh, lost. Like, that was one of your bigger sponsors, wasn't it as well, Tom? And uh, they jumped ship and uh, they sent a load to my sponsors as well. Um, like, thankfully, at the time, I didn't lose any sponsors. And uh, I thought that was the end of it, you know, after we had uh, basically, um, you know, I thought we'd moved on. Bearing in mind, this is October. So we're talking, it's getting on for about nine months, eight to nine months ago now. But then uh, recently, I had a sponsor um, and uh, literally just signed with them about a month ago. And uh, these people that have got the vendetta, there's about four or five of them, emailed the company straight away. Um, I think they've been making up stuff about me and uh, basically I've lost the sponsor and, you know, they've caused me to lose a sponsor. Well, and uh... <clears throat> the, the annoying thing now is this is basically libel and slander because they're saying stuff that isn't true. Um, they don't have any proof. They never, ever spoke to any of us. Like they never, if you've got a problem with stuff we say, that's all right. That's fine. Like we can talk about that as grown ups. Maybe we said something that was wrong. Well, maybe we'll apologize. Maybe not, but we can speak about it as adults. 
don't go as a fucking rattlesnake behind our backs to a sponsor saying shit. And especially if it's not even true. Um, yeah, I, and, I've not had one message sent to me, uh, like private message, and Tom's not had one message sent to him. And I actually had to have a meeting with British Triathlon. Like I had to have a Zoom meeting and they wanted to talk to me about the podcast, see what I said, because these people were going to British Triathlon trying to get us to take the podcast down. Like they wanted to, to cancel it. They went to the PTO. Uh, trying to get the PTO to, to stop our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And they reckon that what we post on Instagram and the podcast is sexist and isn't very nice and that it shouldn't shouldn't be up, you know, it's and they're really sex, done for us. Sex, we're sexist, uh, misogynists, and, well, I want to say something, and I never spoke about this on the podcast, but I'm an, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an ambassador for uh, the Report app um, that's uh, going against, like, unwanted behavior, uh, sexual harassment, and all that. I even went to Ferris last year to uh, to promote it. Like, if there's something I don't stand for, it's that kind of fucking shit. And if you accuse me of that, like, that's all right. You can. Come up with proof, and we can talk about it. Maybe we'll apologize. But this needs to stop. And Joe and I are so done with it. We're going after these fucking snakes. So um, they can... Uh, um, and what I'm talking with that is um, we're going we're gonna to undergo legal actions because... This is basically uh, a libel and slander, isn't it? Yeah, the defamation, because uh, they keep making stuff up against us. And, uh, you know, we were, I was unaware that they were actually still going on. It was only when this new company that I just signed for sent me the message saying they'd sent it. And I thought, oh, my God, like, I didn't realize this was going on. I thought it was a little bit that happened at the time, you know, basically back in October. They sent emails to mine and your sponsors, and I thought that was the end of it. It was all done by. But now I hear mm-hmm. that they're actually still doing it and still coming after our current sponsors. So they're actually going to seek legal action and uh, go after these people and find out who they actually are because it's got to the end of our tether now and they're trying to like, basically, they're trying to ruin us, aren't they really, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm kind of uh, done with it. In total, it costs us uh, a shitload of money and uh, it got to a point that we really thought like, maybe we'll stop the podcast, but that's what they want. So we're not going to stop and uh, this they need to stop. And, and also it's a reputation, yeah. isn't it? Because they say stuff to people mm-hmm. and obviously some of the people that are saying it to the sponsors probably think, oh God, are they saying stuff like this? Is this what they're like? But even if you prove that it's not, it's almost like the damage is already done, isn't it? You know, it's had that impact on your reputation. And although you can go after mm-hmm. them, they're making stuff up and some people believe it or think that you're a bit dodgy when you haven't even done anything. It's like that Amber Heard, mate, isn't it? It's like that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp where she said a load of rumors like, yeah, if, ruined if his it career. Was true, and, if uh, it was true, I would think, yes, we said some shit that we wouldn't have said and now we have to deal with the consequences. But now, after so many months, I'm so done with it, Joe. I'm so done with it that, um, yeah, them rattlesnakes can burn. I really want to know. I really want to know who it is because it's uh, they go, they do it right on the slide, don't they? You know, never send us a message and then just email all of our sponsors and like try and do stuff like that. It's really annoying, isn't it? What else was I going to say about that subject? So, yeah, in the future, if you got any problem with stuff we're saying, um, let us know. Just DM us. I don't even think these people listen to the podcast. I think they just, when they see us now, sign with like a sponsor or something, they just try and instantly try and message them to try and get us to lose the sponsor, don't they? They're not actually proper like listeners of the show, are they? They're just out to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough about that podcast, about that subject. I mean, um, ooh, what the hell's going on? Are you in like New York City or something? Oh, it's just in the in the Bronx, mate. <laughs> They're coming after you, misogynist. They're kind of to get you. <laughs>
All right, so that's it, Joe, about that subject. Let's uh, let's go over to the highs and lows of the week. Have you got any highs and lows? I've got a few, mate. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to say was, um, do you moisturise? Shit loads. Do you? Shit loads. Yeah. Why? Do you do? Do you cleanse and tone your face? I cleanse and tone and cleans the face. Do you actually? Um, because I had to do that thing with man cave, and uh, I was like moisturising my, you know, put I put the moisturiser on and all that, and they were saying about putting the toner on and the cleanser and stuff like that, and I never do that. Like I, and they're like, but the, the, there was a few guys from there, and they say they do it all the time. And I'm like, oh, really? And I'm thinking, do other men do that? Like, I don't know any. any. No, I, I, I honestly didn't. Didn't I don't do that. But, but where you want to go with this story? Where you want to go? Do you trying to sneak in some oh, I just, no, no I just podcast if you did, sponsorship into this? Uh, just wondered if you did the triathlon, mate. Cleanstone and moisturizer. Like, no, no. How many blokes I don't do, do any that? Of that. I just, see Laura do it, and it takes ages. So it put me off. Like she's there. Dude, like, but that's the thing. Room. That's the difference about men and women. Um, we've got one shampoo, carpet, hair, body, everything, shaving. It's just one shampoo. They've got four different shampoos for the hair only. So I, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. They have like fif- 15 different moisturizers to cleanse, rinse. and it takes about 20 minutes to get ready for bed, doesn't it? Because they have to put all that stuff on. It takes me one minute to brush my teeth and get exactly. the whole body. One minute, ready, a bit of water on my face like that, and then put some <laughs> moisturizer on. That'll do. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> honestly <laughs> i've got this i've got this super cleaner in the kitchen i use it for everything like i don't need 20 different it's called kitchen roll isn't it <laughs> use it as roll. a towel use it to clean the kitchen up use it to wipe the sweat <laughs> off your forehead you... exactly exactly but um yeah highs and lows mate what's the uh what's the high then go on with go on in with a high i want to end with a low What's my high? I got junkyard dogged, mate, on the start line um, two days ago in Syracuse, middle of Poland, arse end of nowhere, and uh, one of the other guys on the start line junkyard dogged me before the start. <laughs> what, what did you say to him? Um, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like it was literally did, about a minute before the race started. Did he back it up? Yeah, he did have a good race. I think he finished like third or fourth in the end in the, in the, in the half distance. He was pretty strong. And how did you go? I just did the swim and the bike, mate. Um, I didn't do the run, but I, I was meant to be doing the run. But then uh, a big announcement happened, which we'll go more into that lately, later for the following weekend. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'll do the swim and the bike. Massive, massive, <laughs> massive announcement. M- massive <laughs> announcement. I was going to do, um, the, I was actually going to take the bike pretty steady because I was going to go for a two, three hour ride. And then I was going to do the half distance, the Olympic distance next day and give that go like, Heart, like get stuck in for that but I couldn't help myself once I got out onto the bike I was like actually I'm gonna push the bike a bit uh and got like got into the swing I was actually quite enjoying it did a good bike ride um and then the next day uh when I was gonna do the Olympic distance I thought well I'll get stuck in on the swim because I need all the help I can get there and then uh, on the bike I'll just cruise it and then uh do a bit of a tempo run because I had you know I had to do uh one of the triathlons so um did that but yeah looking forward to uh next week stay tuned and uh we'll we'll fill you in more a bit on that um other highs i'm trying to think i haven't really had many other highs man like uh um, the big low is the internet out here in poland it's like you literally can't talk to anyone or do anything i, I, I wonder if many polish people actually have the internet what what do you do then if you don't like because you're in your room what do you do uh 
have to find people and talk to <laughs> them. Masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find well, people, mate, to talk to. What, you just go to the lobby and hang around a little bit? Like, hey, hey, how you doing? Well, well loads of the people were camping at the race and uh, there was like a restaurant there. So you'd go there and get some food and stuff. And to be honest, it would take you so long to get the food that by the time you got the food and you were chatting, you went, you, by the time you'd finished your meal, it was like 10 p.m. anyway. So you went back and just went to bed. What's the food like? Is it good? Yeah, it's actually all right. Yeah, it's pretty decent, actually. Like, it's actually it's quite nice. Bit... I thought it might be like uh, a bit, I, could, I imagined it to be a bit rubbish, but yeah. actually it was quite nice. Is it like a lot of meat? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah what yeah, made you think uh, that? Because uh, I, I once did a Europe trip through the eastern side of uh, Europe and uh, in all them countries that eat like a shitload of meat, you can get these meat platters. As a vegan there, you'd have a really tough time. Like a cheek of beef, duck, they love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I did have pasta. They do a Caesar salad. That was quite nice. Um. God, yeah, they did some, they did like, they do like their meat ones, but that slow cook stuff, you know, the ones that like where you touch it and it all just falls apart. It was like that. Yeah, yeah they do. That's actually. that's their specialty, isn't it? Something like goulash. Yeah. yeah. Goulash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's something like goulash. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think goulash is Hungarian. I think it's Hungarian. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because we've got a Hungarian restaurant near, uh, near where I live back in Norwich, mate, because we're multicultural back there. So we, we have all kinds of sorts like that. Even got the golden arches, mate. Your favourite in the ta- in the sea. The golden arches, yeah, that's a good one. That's a classic. I've not seen what, the golden uh, arches out here, though. In Poland, I don't think they have it. Hmm. Out struggle getting run. Um. You okay. wouldn't have your post race treat, would you? There'd be nothing. You'd do with the race, and you'd be all excited that you were going to get a Big Mac, and you wouldn't be able to find one. But I must say, I had a Big Mac last week, and after I was halfway through the Big Mac. I some sort of had this turning point in my life where I, I thought like, actually, the Big Mac is not that great. So I think I just had too many Big really? Macs. I need to switch to something else on the menu or go to a Burger, Burger King. King. Burger King. So if you got the offer of a sponsorship deal, can you remember um, you sent me that thing about the Brownleys getting sponsored by Mackie D's, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, cont- I contacted McDonald's. And they got- like... Two but they got ago. loads of abuse for taking that sponsorship. But if McDonald's asked you to sponsor them, would you? You'd be all over that, though, wouldn't you? Um. Well, I, like, I they think they wouldn't even have to pay you. They could just I, say, "We'll give you, like, <clears throat> we'll give you a year supply of McDonald's, and so you'd the, be happy, wouldn't the, you?" The 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 um the thing they were uh, the, the 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 people what they were saying their the abuse was like you can't promote unhealthy food in sports. Now, it sounds like I'm eating McDonald's every week, but I hardly ever eat it. But I think it is important as a because many people follow you online, don't they? And they just think, oh, they always eat healthy. And I think it's also important to sometimes show that you do the unhealthy stuff if you do it. Because even uh, even a big name like Joe Skipper, <laughs> um, I mean, everyone so now and then eats a Burger King or a Donald's, and it might be the very, 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 very odd that doesn't do it. And I think if you don't ever share it, then it gives a misperception of the uh, reality. So obviously, yeah. Um, so if a, a McDonald's would sponsor me, I would say, go on in, boys. Go on in, um, boys. <laughs> but I wouldn't go there every uh, every week. But you can, so now and then... Um, Go go to the Golden Arch, <laughs> and they even do healthy stuff, mate. A salad. Would you ever get a, exactly. Would you ever get a salad from McDonald's yourself? Loads, loads. You'd actually get I'll one, get, would you? 
So you pick a salad. I've never, I've never, I've never had a salad. They do oh, have. This... All right. If they, if the, if the Donalds has got a cafe, like a, a, a sometimes they've got this in-store cafe. Oh, don't, please got... don't tell me that you think the coffee's all right from there. Don't, don't, even, don't tell me you're going to say that. On to the next subject then. <laughs> No, it's actually it's actually all right. It's actually no. all right, but but it, they need to have the bakery in it. Not every McDonald's has a bakery. If you just have a stand up McDonald's, the coffee is shit. But if they've got the well, at least in the Netherlands, mate. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I might go to the so, to Donald's. Maybe something. What would it be? Something like eight times a year. Twice a week. No, nah, more like twice a week from you, but it's all right. We're all friends here. You don't have to. You don't. But then have to you lie, also. So then worry. you also have the KFC, Burger King, and all them. So in total, something like forty times a year. <laughs> no, if you really want, yeah. If you really want to take on the challenge, mm-hmm. mate, the triple crown: Burger King, McDonald's, KFC. One for breakfast, one for lunch, one for dinner. I wouldn't struggle to do that. Um, yeah. yeah any, you any, 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 you'll come out in a load of. You'll come out with acne, mate. The next day after all that. Yeah, but look at my skin. It's so toned. Someone Honestly, said to me dude, did a week ago, someone said to me, so was it a cafe? And she said, well, your face looks like porcelain. I said, porcelain? What the hell does that supposed to mean? That means it looks really smooth. and uh, It's from all the uh, all the different moisturizers I use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must have been on the man cave. <laughs> you know, I am. Um, so, yeah, I had once had a pizza eating competition with a friend. There was like four of us that started and it was at one of them restaurants like, uh, well, it's called Pizza Hut in the UK. And they used to do a buffet. So it was all you can eat for like a five or a 10 pounds, something like that. And um, it came down to the wire. It was me and another guy he always go swim with and um, ended up just getting the win narrowly. But it was tough and we were getting towards the end and you were like biting the pizza, you know, like chewing up a bit. But you was, it was really hard to swallow it. So you having to like drink a bit of water to get it down. You're like sat there. You're sweating because you're like, God knows how much cheese you've eaten and the fat and stuff like that. You know, like some people say like the meat sweats, don't you? This is like the pizza yeah, sweats. Yeah, yeah, And um, I just managed to get just managed to get it. But the next day I woke up and I felt awful. You know, I was like greasy. I was like, but, but come out in spots. It was like, I'd never want to do that again. But oh, that was some challenge. It was like a sauna competition, mate, you know, where you get towards the end and like you want to stop, but like you don't want to quit before the other person, do you? You know, similar mm-hmm. to that horrible oh, thing I've got a mini mini sauna story in a bit like Have my you? own one my own oh, one yes we need more of these um, well anyway um, do you do think Blumenfeld would be good at the uh, pizza eating um, well I I had a you met up with him eating. you met up with him didn't you? you you haven't said anything about that have you yeah I know so um Basically, um, he was Surely he can't eat as much as you. Surely. Like, he can't well, eat as much as you. So this... I, I'm not sure whether it's my high of the low or the low of the week. So um, I was out in the Netherlands just minding my own business. And all of a sudden, I had this notification on Instagram. Hey, mate, like I said in St. George, you're my biggest hero. Right now, I'm in Amsterdam. Would you be up for some training? I was like... Did he actually say guy? that to you? I was like, who's this guy? So I looked at his profile, said Olympic gold medalist, Ironman world record holder, and Ironman world champion. I was like, all right, he might be able uh, to uh, stay with me on the swim and the, bu- and the run then. So uh, he might be a decent training partner. might be a decent training partner. No, the story was uh, um, I, I was in Amsterdam on Wednesday through Friday, and I saw a uh, I saw that he was on, on Strava. I saw that he was in Amsterdam. He was on Sloten, and I was supposed to go to Sloten to uh, 
to meet up with a friend. So I was like, wow, that's like around the corner. So I just messaged him saying, hey, mate. Do you um, want some feet to sit on when you go to the pool? I hear you're not bad at swimming, but if you want some tips, uh, just hit me up. I want, do you want some? Uh, so he's out there with the pacemakers for the for the bike, uh, for the sub seven. And I said, well, we can practice your uh, pacing for the swim if, you, if you're keen. And uh, yeah, he was keen. So first we did a... Uh, uh, a swim at the Miranda bath, Miranda bath in Amsterdam. And I said, blue, what's the, uh, what's the juice? What's the session going to be like? And I was thinking, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to get in this LT1 Norwegian thing. You and thought you were going to get some secrets, didn't you? You thought it was going to be I something thought, complex, mixture of 200s, 100s, 50s, yeah, pyramids, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that thought, you'd never be able to write yourself. I, I thought we we're going to do like lactate testing and all that, you know, like getting the values right. And then he said, session is, four by K. Now, Joe, how do you think I will respond if someone says to me, let's do, let's do K reps in the pool? I think your heart would have sunk and you would have thought, oh no, like whenever I've said a set like that with Tom, he tries to refuse to, oh, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I'm not fit enough. Uh, and he kicks up a right fuss. So I bet when he heard that, he was like, oh no, like I'm going to die. I can barely swim a K without stopping. Like this is going to, the only time he ever does that is in a triathlon where he has to do it. Like, so I can imagine you were like, your heart sunk and, and you thought, and, oh, this is going to be such a long 4K set. And, it, and even in a triathlon, I would stop multiple times to break it up mentally because I just can't bear with it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no yeah, lactate so, testing in sight, apparently. And there was no lactate one testing. One lactate strip was um, harmed in the process of that swim. Exactly. So I didn't get any knowledge. But um, yeah, so that was uh, that was good fun. And then the day after, we went to uh, to another pool and uh, did another swim. And then we went out, Joe, for uh, pizzas. Before you go on about the go out, tell them about the story because you told me about when you were in the change rooms and uh, the, the local that, that said. I, I, I thought this forget- was hilarious, and you told me this I almost should, forgot about this. Should this should be a high of the week. This this is a high week. I forgot about this. Thanks for uh, for bringing it up. So um, basically, uh, I thought I thought he was uh, maybe quite a serious guy because he's like doing all the testing, and you don't know much about someone if you only see pictures on social media and some of the interviews, right? Because the majority of the interviews are always pretty static. So, but he's kind of a good. You good thought laugh. he was going to be unapproachable, didn't you? You thought he was going to be unpro- unapproachable, Olympic champion. I'm man serious. You thought all the lactate serious. These guys are going to be all business. You thought, didn't you? They're going to do he's their going sessions. They're going to be all They're business. Be but in the in the end, he's just he's as old as I am, enjoying life. And uh, um, yeah, no, he's he's a good laugh. So we were in the changing rooms of this pool, and uh, there were a couple of other guys in the changing rooms. So we were coming in. I said, "Hey guys, you're all right. You had a good set." So I was chatting about like what what they did. I said, "Oh, are you?" Uh, like into sports, do you do swimming or are you trying to pick up a new sport or something? Because he was saying it was all new to him. He said, yeah, yeah. What about uh, what about you guys? Are you, uh, are you like athletes? Are you into the sport? And I said, well, he's a diabetic. He uh, He's trying to make the most of it. But uh, And then he said, well, what are... Because uh, he had his super sapiens on, didn't he? He had his, he had his super sapiens on. <laughs> and then uh, the other guy was like... What about you then? Are you an athlete? And then Christian was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's the man. He's the man." <laughs> Whereas they probably didn't even know he was like Olympic gold and all that. No, but he's uh, he's he's a fun. Uh, he's Just a thought fun you guy. like you were like some serious athlete that had dragged this like diabetic out for a bit of a swim and probably thought, go easy on him. Don't make him work too hard. Like, have you got some sugars just in case he goes a bit lo- like like hyperglycemic in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well and then afterwards we then uh, went out for pizzas just like your pizza hut place but then to like a nice one a really nice place it's actually a real real nice place no eating competition 
the former owner of that restaurant uh, or the owner of that restaurant, one of the owners, he's a, a former two-star Michelin chef and he, he wanted to open a pizza place. Did Christian treat you after you let him stay on your feet in the swim? Um, not really. So he, uh, he owes me that one. He owes me that one for, uh, for after the next big thing where we're going to, Joe. Yeah. What you, you sorted him out, did you? And uh, no, I made of made of mine sorted uh, sorted us out. He was with us as well. I guess these Norwegians probably spend a fortune on uh, lactate testing and all the strips and stuff. They probably haven't got much spare change if they to spend on stuff on the finer things such as that. So it was quite nice <laughs> yeah. that you uh, took him out and uh, helped him experience some of the finer things in life. You know, there's no point working if you can't enjoy it, is there? It's <laughs> totally it's totally true though. Sometimes sometimes you just need to to uh, find and search the light. It's quite easy to get stuck in all the hype, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> once, once you're in the middle of the hype, like I could feel, really fence it. He's got this Norwegian hype energy all around him. I, I, I had a little yeah. taste of it, and it was, uh, it was good. Yeah, but anyway, I hope yeah. you didn't give him. Des- did he have dessert with that Super Sapiens on? Surely he must have taken that off though when you went when you had dessert because that thing would have smoked, man. We did have a dessert. We did. He must have, have took it off in the swim. Surely he must have took it off when he was um, in water. No, I think it did start to smoke a little bit during the dessert, but then we then put like uh, water on it. Yeah, yeah, just went easy on it. Like that's good. He, he said. That he said, "Right now, I've been working with this thing for a long, long time. Like I know how to settle it down." Yeah, because them things are expensive. They're like one hundred and forty pounds a month, aren't they? You Dude, know, you don't yeah, want to blow them were, up. I, I thought they were cheaper, and uh, they're uh, they're. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's why you need a sponsorship deal from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you would you want to get sponsored by him? Uh, I don't think it's for me, mate. I, I've really killed a couple of them. Like when I tried it, like I ate too many carbs and they died. So like, it's not really for me. I'd, bre- I'd just break them. Like it wouldn't be fair. Better off giving them someone else who'd make the most of it. Who would you rather be sponsored by? McDonald's then or, or the glucose? Oh, McDonald's. How would you, how would you promote the Donald's as, no, as an athlete, as an athlete? So you need to like responsibly... I'd get some protein no. after a session because loads of their foods have good protein in, don't they? What about the saturated fats then? Yeah, but you can get like a chili. You can get like a chili uh, chicken wrap, can't you, or something like that? Sweet chili wrap. That's quite nice. That is quite good. You you yeah. could be a salesman from Donald's, mate. You could. I could see yeah, it happening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't and have on a any hot day. Ad- you could on a hot day. You could have a McFlurry to cool your core body temperature down, couldn't you? You know, have an ice cream. That is really good. Yeah, that is really good. So I'm I thinking, mate. I'm food. always thinking about how I can maximise the potential of my with with partners. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if if you're a company and thinking, hey, I like the sound of that, how they maximise the potential, probably of my company, just slide in that DM. Um. Anyway, so next uh, announcement. The big the announcement, big Joe. And this is why I actually trained with Blumenfeld. Go on in. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, guys. You're going to be thinking that we sent a spy into the uh, Norwegian camp to find out their secrets or their pacing strategy. And you would be right. We absolutely did do that. <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, this has just came about on, on uh, uh, literally last minute that um, Alistair was unable to do it. He had, he's got an injury. Um, unable so to do what? Take part in the unable to do what, Robert? He's, oh. he's unable to, to do to take part in the sub seven challenge that was there that is this weekend. As you're listening to it on Sunday, which he's been gearing up for ages, been training really hard, and he's going head to head with Christian. So 
because I'd done a bit of pacing with some of the team that were going to be in it before, they said to me, do you want to do it? Do you think you're fit enough? Um, and I got offered the opportunity to do it. So I'm going to have a crack and uh, see if I can go under seven hours and take on uh, Christian Blumenfeld, uh this weekend. So after all the weeks where people said, oh, the Norwegian hype phrases, uh, the skipper hype, <laughs> It's finally going to set up. I know, I know. I can't believe it. And we, and it was just such a coincidence that you end up training with him. I mean, we didn't even know this at the time, did we? Like, no, because you told me Saturday morning. Yeah, I said to you, uh, yeah, I, I, it just completely random that it happened. Um, but um, it's a great opportunity. Obviously, I didn't do St. George because I was had COVID and getting back into training. Um, but I think it's a bit a big opportunity and it would be uh, a great experience and hopefully I'll be able to, to do it. So I'm going to give it a crack and see what I can do there. And uh, the mozzarella and Pepe are coming out to do uh, some of the travel mockery videos. Yeah, mozzarella and Pepe are going to come up. They're going to speak to uh, some of the pacemakers, get as much footage as they can. Um, see Christian as well, see what he's up to. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. He might close you off now, me. mate. I think he thinks that you were spying on him, so I, I don't think he's going to. And <laughs> what, what's he going to think about when he sees Gustav pacing me around on the run as well? I mean, Jesus, you know, like, I've even got some of the Norwegian hype in my in my <laughs> own team, haven't let's, I, you know? Joe, I want to go, go in about Sub 7. That's, uh, that's the main subject for this week, Sub 7. So in case you don't know what Sub 7 is, uh, it's called Sub 7, Sub 8, by the way. Um on the women's side, we've got Nicola Spirik and Kat Matthews trying to break an Ironman distance, a, tra- a, a full triathlon distance, 3.8K frame, 180K bike, and a full marathon, trying to do it under eight hours. And Joe, Joe Skipper, and Christian, Christian Blumenfeld, are trying to do it under seven hours. Um, the rules are a bit different. What's um, different about the race, though, Joe? So you can have up to, well, you can have 10 pacemakers, basically, and you can allocate the pacemakers in as in any way you want so for instance you could have 10 pacemakers on the swim but then you wouldn't have any on the bike and the run unless they want to cross over so the idea if you've got a triathlete or someone that is able to do multiple disciplines then you can use them across the board so for instance like you could have a fast swimmer and someone who's a decent runner and you could use them for like a swim pacemaker and a run pacemaker um, mm-hmm. but obviously you've got a way up where you think you can get the most time so you could sit behind two people or you could sit behind five people, but having a three extra people is probably not going to make much difference for the time. So you might just want one or two placemakers in the swim and as many on the bike because the bike is obviously where drafter makes the biggest difference and you can gain the most time. So basically all the teams have gone for a bike bias team where you've got more pacemakers for the bike and then just one or two for the swim and the run because if you can make a lot of time on the bike, Having a pacemaker on the run is great because you've got someone there, but having four or five pacemakers on the run isn't really going to make you run any faster. So it's where you want to allocate your resources to get the fastest possible time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And obviously for the men, trying to break seven hours. So you're looking at really trying to bike as close to three hours, 30 as you can. A decent swim, like under 50 minutes, that would be ideal. And then uh, the run, say you bike three hours, 30, you swim 50, then you've got to run sub 240 at the end of it. So uh, yeah, basically you've, You've just got to be on it the whole day and hope that you've got a great team to uh, to, to um, do you, get you there. Because um, you haven't been training with the pacemakers. Well, you only did two rides. What? Yeah, one uh, one big one big day basically. Like uh, one big day. Um, I've done some team time trials, and it's always pretty sketchy to stay in the wheel, stand alone. I mean, and then I'm short distance, but especially long distance, doing it for like three and a half hours. 
are you confident enough in the team that the cooperation and the same mindset is there? Because if someone, let's say you want to ride at 51Ks an hour, and if someone takes over at 54Ks an hour, you're going to screw the rest of the team. And in the beginning, that's all right, but it's going to cause a lot of stress later on in the race uh, in the team. Are you confident enough? Yeah, well, if there's big spikes of power, if there's big spikes of power, then you're screwed, aren't you? You know, because Mm -hmm. it's just like you say, it's going to take so much out of it. But the the good thing about it is, I mean, I know Christian's team um, has been doing a lot of training specifically and that's going to definitely put them in like really good stead. You know, they've been working together and they're going to gain from that. I think the strongest cyclists are in our team, but I know them working together is going to have had done a, is going to have really helped. But the guys that are in our team, a lot of them have rode in team time trial races in the past to, uh, to before because they're all in, a lot of them are from the same cycling team mm-hmm. um, and they've done like team time trial competitions not with nine people or with um, seven seven people, but because they've done it. But hopefully we'll do a few training sessions uh, this week and uh, that will refine it. And fingers crossed, it will, we'll, we'll all be pretty smooth and uh, be able to do it. I know that's what we've been saying. Like I've only been put, had a little bit of contact like the last like four, four days, but we, we all know that we need to keep it smooth. Um, otherwise you're screwed because especially when I did that training day before when there was like, increases in pace and someone wasn't keeping at the same speed the power would spike massively and it would really uh put you in the red because then it puts you in the red when you're on the wheels and then when you try and do your turn on the front you're a bit cooked already mm-hmm. and like you say three hours it's not just a team time drop for an hour where you can go into the red a few times and you can kind of just about get through it if you can start going into the red an hour or an hour and a half in you're going to be really feeling that in the last 40 minutes aren't you and that could slow you down quite a lot yeah definitely definitely um because you need to average 51Ks an hour, really. 51Ks. Who are your uh, paces going to be on the swim? Um, I think it might be like, well, Gordon Benson and probably like, mate, well, 50-50 Alistair Brownlee because he can do the swim, but obviously he can't do the run because he's injured and he's going to be out there. So mm-hmm. it's looking like like them like them two will probably help me on the, uh, but, on the swim. Um. Or All a guy right. called Max Stapley, potentially Max and Gordon, because then they can do a bit of the run as well. But it could be Alistair. It's all a bit last minute for me because obviously just getting out there, like, you know, the bikes all sorted, all the pacemakers from the original bike team are there. So it's just been a bit of like trying to get some people for the swim because especially for me, the swim is crucial because obviously I'm a lot worse swimmer than Christian. So I want to try and like minimize the losses as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Christian is losing uh, a Dutch guy, and I'm not. Talk- of course, he did some swimming with me, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's uh, Lars. What? Lars. Is it Lars? Uh, what's it called again? That Dutch guy is very quick because I was going to be on the commentary for this. I was out here, so that was one of the reasons why I did that race in Poland because I was supposed to be commentating on the race, so I could see who all the pacemakers were. And that Dutch guy who he's got is an absolute weapon. He's like he swims 69 seconds per hundred pace for 25k. You know, he's hoping to go to the Olympics, isn't he, for open water swimming. So uh, he's an absolute beast. That is a fucking weapon. Are you scared of him? Well, like, I mean, I could have him in front of me, but I'm not going to swim 69 seconds, 100. I'm on his feet. The paces are all, are all uh, the information be, is all out, right? The mate, information you is were all worried. Out. Yeah, the information's all out. You'd be what you said you were worried about doing a set with uh, Christian when he does 4 by one k mate. Imagine what you're going to think with this Dutch guy when he comes in and says, oh, I've got my key open water swim session of the week and you know he's training for a 25k swim. I bet that is some grim pool set. 4 by right. 4 k or something. <laughs> 4 by 4 k at like 72 seconds, 100. 
Mine go to I I wouldn't even be able to keep up a fifty meter probably. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. I would. Um, but um, um, okay. Shall we? Um, uh, I, I want to talk about like if it's um about the race itself, and I want to talk about the uh, the females first. Um, looking at the pacers, and I'm going to talk about the bike because the bike is mainly going to be the bit where you're going to take out the majority of the time, isn't it? They both said yeah, they, the they want to ride under four hours. And the question I had is... No, Nicola's um, actually only said 4.19. Nicola's only submitted a time of 4.19 all right, all right, on the bike. All right. um, so Nicola's, do, act, Nicola's plan is actually to try and win it on the run. And Kat's plan is to try and win it, I think, on the bike and then do a solid run that she can't be caught. But the question I have This is what is the teams have submitted. The, uh, the males... Uh, the males, so you and Christian, solely use uh, time trial champions, like international time trial champions, whereas the females use uh, uh, female triathletes in their team, some female triathletes. And I'm thinking uh, a female triathlete is different than a female time trial uh, champion as you're doing an Ironman effort and not like far over threshold, under threshold. It's just different race-wise. Also, um, the always more aero time trialists um and i'm thinking how did they like train well together and how are they going to pull it off with like uh, triathletes did you think about this yeah i did yeah because at first i originally thought that going sub eight was going to be the easier one for the girls than going sub seven for the men but then when you break it down you think what they've got to do they've got to be able to ride at like 43 k's an hour and some of the teams have only got six pacemakers on the bike um mm-hmm. like in the female teams and you're thinking well that's basically 43 42 and a half 43 k's an hour they they need to be able to run and then they've still if they do say only bike like for uh 415 then they're probably going to have to run around 245 250 off the bike which is harder than what it sounds isn't it you know so um because it's it, it hasn't been done that many times uh no it in hasn't the female profile no and uh how and they're bearing in mind that normally when you see some of these fast times that people hit especially in the uk in time trials they're done on main roads very fast dual carriageways where you've got the traffic come past you and the traffic can like basically give you a a fake cda every time you you know a car comes past you or a lorry it gives you that draft doesn't it and pushes you along mm-hmm. and te- pulls you to a faster um faster bike split whereas on this circuit there's no traffic so it's going to be a totally legit effort and I wonder if the girls can actually ride at 43 k's an hour for over four hours, you know, because I mean, it's basically a chain gang with six people, isn't it? Exactly. There's two things that uh, can be a bit uncommon for a triathlete. One thing is if you're doing a team time trial, you want to be as close to the one in front of you as possible. And triathletes can find it scary. I'm not sure if if they find it scary, just can find it scary. And also uh, triathletes are really great at holding, for example, 40 k's an hour. But going 43, 44 k's an hour and then uh, sitting in and recovering and then going over that again, it's a different story, especially if you have to do it for four hours, four hours and 15 minutes and in combination with yeah. being less aero. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And uh, I mean, you say about they're, they're good at going 40 k's an hour, but for an Ironman, not many women bike 430 because that's what 40 k's an hour is. So, you know, mm-hmm. their Ironman pace, or say for a half distance, their Ironman, their half distance pace is probably what, normally around 215, so about 40 k's an hour. But they've got to go like 3 k's an hour extra. I mean, obviously you're sitting in the wheels, but um, 
I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be harder than what people thought originally. Well, mm-hmm. certainly what I thought, because originally yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, they'll easily I'm- do that. Yeah, yeah. Many people think like top eight hours is uh, they'll easily pull it off, but uh, exactly, it's uh, going to be harder than. Uh, because think. bearing in mind, a lot of the men only go sub eight in some of the races because they get a good swim and they sit in a pace line with eight people. Obviously, they're not sat completely on the wheels, but you know what it's like when you're in. Even if there's a ten meter gap and you're like sixth or seventh, you know you imagine on some of these flat courses you're saving sixty watts, aren't you? And not many mm-hmm. people go under eight hours like that. I mean, I know they can ride properly in a chain gang, sit on the wheels, but you've still got to have someone that's powering it along at the front at any one point at, at 43 k's an hour, you know. And then you've got to be able to get nutrition on at that speed. Or if you slow down to get your nutrition on, you've got to gain that time back somewhere. So, um, yeah, Why, that's going to be trickier. What do you think? The reason is um, they uh, put up some of the uh, uh, some trial fleets and not just all time trials for example what, what uh, Alistair did or Christian did I think it's, they're finding it hard to get hold of them and uh, I, I mm-hmm. think a lot of the time trialists that are in Britain like uh, or in, like anywhere aren't as quick as some, some of the trial fleets to be honest as well like I mean I know when Kat and Ru- and uh, Kim Morrison did the National 100 time trial champs I think they were like there was like three triathletes and they've all finished first, second and third, something like that. There might have been one other cyclist <laughs> in it. And then if you're trying to get a world tour cyclist, like for the female bit, how do you talk them into riding on a TT bike for four hours? Like not met, you know, a long time trial for a proper cyclist is like 25 that's the miles. Thing about, that's the thing about female world tour uh, cycling. Um, Cause I know uh, uh, a couple of uh, world tour uh, girls have trained with them. The ones that are really good get paid a really good salary compared to the ones that are not so good and the strength and depth is uh is uh, quite big in the field uh, uh or is, isn't that deep in the field so the ones that are pretty good have a good salary but for them it's not interesting to do a four-hour time trial on a track to pay someone around well yeah not many people want to ride on a tt bike for four hours and i think um if you look, for example, at amateur racing time trialers, for example, uh, in you've got so many men uh, specifically focusing on time trials, haven't you? Amateurs, elites. Yeah, like loads of men. The time trial scene in the UK is massive. And that's why I think a lot of them have got gone for cyclists from the UK because they're really into their aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. The standard's really high as well. I mean, like you can go to pretty much any course, like which is a fairly fast course, and you'll get over 10 people that will probably go under 50 minutes or under 48 minutes for 40k which is like 50, so that's probably you know. why the uh, um why the uh why cat and and um nicolas struggle with that but anyway um the men joe what 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 you got you just try and hold something like 50k's an hour plus right yeah you want to try and hold like um over 50k's an hour i think like really to have a chance like both of the teams to have a chance to go and sub sub seven and i think you need to be close to like three and a half hours on the bike which is like 51 when at point when you were um when you uh originally because originally you were a pacer for alistair right yeah and when you were doing that when you were training with them when you were going off the front what power were you doing mate it was over 400 watts on the day when we did it but it was really hard but it was also hard sitting in the wheels but it was a really what? windy day um, on the weren't you where thinking? We weren't you thinking? Like, oh my god, I'm going to struggle, and I probably. Uh, well, we knew Wait, that course. Like what we struggle were going as a pacemaker. 
Uh, I knew it was going to be hard, but we all found it like hard anyway. And that's the thing. Like I, we don't, I think the limiting factor isn't necessarily going to be so much on you sitting in the wheel. I think the last person in the wheel will still be working pretty hard, but it could come down to how hard can the team go? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. if you go too hard and the team starts blowing up, then there's, and a couple of people get dropped or whatever, then there's less people in there. The person on the back then ends up working harder. The team's probably going to end up going slower and you won't go fast enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't get have someone who will start going too hard and too fast and then, because it'll just completely disrupt it and blow it, and blow it up. Um, but it is very hard, like on the front, like, because at the speeds that you need to go, you know, like, I mean, to ride at 51Ks an hour takes a, is a decent power output, isn't it, you know? Um, Definitely. And then so it's for- just hoping that you recover enough. For uh, one of the triathlon mockery videos, I'm going out there on Thursday evening, so I can't come out there for the whole week. Um, so I'm coming out on Thursday evening, then on Friday or on Saturday, because the race will be on Sunday. Uh, I think the day before, I'll ask him if I can do uh, a course recce. So I want to do the swim, 3.8K at that 26K Open Water Champions, his pace. Do you think I could do that? <laughs> no, I'll try to swim at the... Um, <laughs> I'll do a bit of the swim recce. I don't even know if we can do it at the pace, but the swim is just a warm up. Swim is a warm up for me. Swim is warm up. Then I'll do the bike and I'll try and ride 50Ks an hour plus for, well, I would say as long as I can. And then I'll talk about it, how hard it is for me to do it or what power I had to push um, and all that. And then I'll do something on the wrong course as well. And for me, it will be a decent session. And Everyone that's watching the videos will have a little look into it, how tough it actually is, because many people are thinking, well, you get paced around, so it must be pretty easy. It's a fake event. It's not a real event. It's not a real triathlon. Yes, it's a different event, but it's pretty damn tough. Yeah, because if the person on the back, I mean, I need to see some proper testing when we get out there, but say when I'm sat on the back, if you're riding too hard, just sat on the back to hold the pace, then you need to slow it down. Then you're going to have to run faster, aren't you? You know, because if you're putting out a lot more power than what you would for an Ironman, just sat on the back because you're going faster, it's going to just burn you up, isn't it? And you're just mm-hmm. going to have to dig in loads on the run to try and do a really good run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so hopefully we can uh, cover some uh, some good stuff over there at the Sub 7. Um, which they should send us some stuff so, in shouldn't they if they want but so if they think this if got any good ideas and what would make some decent content out there yeah or if you want to be a partner of the videos because we don't have a partner apart from and if people want to watch as well if they want to come out there and watch it live um, we might be able to get some tickets for some of the people that listen so um, if you let us know and if we can get some tickets then because there are going to be over a thousand people there watching it let us know and uh, we'll try and get you some tickets we'll we sort we sort we will sort them out won't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving um all right is there um something else you want to say about like sub seven uh like female race the male race um not really we'll probably do something else. there'll be, be some stuff coming out in the in the lead up to it anyway won't there so uh i yeah. mean with you and pepe being out there so we'll see see how it unfolds We'll see how it unfolds. Have you got a bullshit buster, Joe? Um, no, I haven't. Have you? Well, I'm finding it said, hard to find bullshit busters. I'm finding it hard, man. Really? Yeah, but it's also because we don't really 
want to bullshit bust so many of these shit AliExpress kind of products, don't we? Yeah. Because I get sent in so many shite, for example, these monkey feet from, uh, what's that Fruit Loop cult with the other podcast? He's about like the same as us. What's his name? He's not into triathlon, but he's got a certain right. amount of reach. No, I, I meant Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, true. <laughs> um yeah so we don't really have a uh a uh a thing instagram post of the week i had an instagram post of the week didn't i what was it i i sent it off to you and i said this has got to be the instagram post of the week and i'll have a little look and i know what it is it is good old hoffman it's ben hassel hoffman so what oh, happened yes. is yes what happens is Ben Hoffman is he's taking a gun to a knife fight and we know that's uh, that's really common in America taking a gun to a knife fight but what happened was Ben Hoffman racing Instagram post it's Saturday and it's time for the iconic Tucson shootout group ride so they're having a little burn up they've got this burn up group ride he says let's go it's a chain and gang posts, and everyone knows a on gang. a chain gang you go on a roadie you go on a roadie and he's posting up that he's sitting in the middle of this pack with cyclists and he's on a TT bike together with um, this other guy in the background. He's on a TT bike as well. So he must be a triathlete. And Benny, Benny's got a road bike. Ben's got a road bike. So Joe, he's what's got a lovely cycle- Cervelo, hasn't he? He's got a lovely Cervelo. So what's the, what's the, um, what's the psychology behind this picture, Joe? What, what, what? I think he's had a call up to be a pacemaker for the sub seven mate. And he's practicing his group riding skills. Do you think that's it? Or he's thinking he needs the extra bonus watts and he's sneakily taking the TT bike out, but he's pretending, you know what, guys, I'm training for a big Ironman. I've got an Ironman. I need it. So they think, oh, all right, all right, Ben, all right, Ben. What he's really thinking is I've got the TT bike on the flat. I'm going to start halfway on them and let rip and rip their legs off. Bonus watts, mate. You'd be thinking, you'd be thinking. It's like your smart trainer that you use where you get an extra 20 watts. That's basically what he's getting with the, ter- with the time a, trial. That is true. That is true. But also, uh, normally, if you bring the TT bike on a group bike, you better be riding off the front the whole time. But they're sitting in the middle of the pack. Well, yeah, even easier then, isn't it? You get a high average speed. You get the segments on Strava. It looks great for your fans on social media. And you've had an easier day. What's not to what? like about that? Always thinking. Did, cyclists love it, don't they? They always meet up at like some point or at like a cafe. And then all of a sudden, someone shows up on a TT bike. You know, there's always a cyclist with very oily calves that would say something about it. Like, oh, you're going to ride on a TT bike, going to ride on a TT bike. They always do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they hate it. Have you, you know, but up- you know what? But, oh, I'd never show up to a chain gang on a TT bike. Uh, that would be totally frowned upon. Like, You've road bike only. That. And it's way more fun on a road bike. No, never, ever done that in my life. And I think it's way more fun riding the road bike anyway. Yeah. That is true. I think it's basically uh, using getting the ex- getting the extra bonus. What's uh, you know what the uh, what Bill Gates used to say, didn't you, mate? Give the hard give the hardest jobs to the laziest people because they'll find the easiest way to do it. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Um, all right, I think uh, that's it for this week. Be- before that, if you want to support the boys, go over to our uh, Patreons page. Go and, over to uh, our so GoFundMe. Because, 
No, we don't have GoFundMe. We've got the Patreon page. Yeah, yeah. So we we can uh, make stuff like this uh, sub seven event, or uh, like we want to go to Kona, so we can make it happen. Uh, if you got any other ideas, send them in the DM. Um, and stop trying to cancel us. Yeah, they don't listen to the podcast, Joe. They're just trying to cancel. They don't even no, listen to it. This whole thing. It's crazy, isn't it? All right, it? we'll leave it there, shall we? I know. All right, All see right. you later, guys. See you. Bye. Bye.